Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Crowd Assist podcast. As always, I'm Maniac, joined with my co-host Topher. Very special guest for you on this Patriots Eve. We have Ryan Talbot. Uh, Ryan, how are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Of course, it's all part of the teamwork, making the dream work here at the Crowd Assist podcast. And speaking of which... Show sponsor, Picasso's Pizza. For the best deals on the best pizza in Western New York, go to picassospizza.net. It's the spot where you're going to want to get all your pizza, especially for the game tomorrow if you're staying in with the weather. But the weather is not preventing us from going crazy over these bills. Tomorrow we have the Patriots. Of course, we're recording this Friday evening. Bills at 10-4, and four, Patriots at 11-3. and three. Just like everyone predicted, right, Ryan? Yeah, just like everyone predicted. You know, it's funny because odds makers had the Bills at about six and a half wins. A lot of the national media outlets had them in that six to eight win range. Uh, But but Matt Perino, myself, and I know some other local media as well, kind of sat down and looked at that schedule this year and looked at the talent the Bills had from last year, as well as the talent that they added in the draft and free agency. And uh, we both had Buffalo at 10 wins this year. We each had them uh, going 10 and six, which right now, you know, that actually looks like it's going to be a low-ball figure. I'd like to think that the Bills uh, could win that Jets game, even if they do pull their starters at some point, or even if they do bench some of their starters for that game. That's a winnable matchup. So it, it's been an impressive season. I, I do think, though, that locally some people did see this coming with the Bills. Yeah, definitely definitely feels like uncharted territory. It's a weird feeling around the holidays going into a game like this. How are you holding up with the, the short week after the Sunday night game? It's been kind of a weird schedule lately. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Sunday night game, that game ended uh, pretty close to midnight, as they always do, 11.30 midnight range. Uh, And now it's a quick turnaround. Now, obviously, it's a team the Bills know very well. It's a team that they've played quite a bit here. Uh, You know, Sean McDermott's played quite a bit since he's become the head coach. So it's one of those teams where he he knows them pretty well. He knows what they can do, especially uh, how dangerous they are in defense and special teams as of late. So... At least it's not like a, a team where they don't have a lot of background knowledge that they really have to go in and study the tape on. They, they know what to expect from this Patriots team. They're going to play a sound game tomorrow. Uh, they're, they're really not going to beat themselves, which, you know, that sounds a lot like the Bills right now, too. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. But coming off the short rest, you know, I'm interested to see how well the Bills come out of the gate. No doubt. It's going to be a strong start. Crucial if we're going to pull off that upset in Foxborough. And, you know, looking at this game, I wanted to actually touch on that point. Not going to beat themselves. The Patriots always take away what you do best, and they force you to beat them with your secondary and tertiary options. Before we get into it, is that going to be taking away Devin Singletary, Ryan? Uh, I would think that's going to be a big part of their game plan, but it's easier said than done. I mean, I I think that they were going to challenge Josh Allen to beat him the first game, and uh, Frank Gore still had a lot of success on the ground. He ran for over 100 yards against the Patriots in that first matchup. You know, they, they can do what they'd like there. I think Singletary is still going to have some success on the ground. But the, the big thing to me is Josh Allen needs to just come into this game and, and make those high percentage throws that he's made a lot this season. He, he looked very jittery uh, in that first matchup against New England. Missed a lot of those short, uh, manageable throws to guys like Cole Beasley. Uh, some of those shorter passes, maybe to the backs. He, he just seemed very nervous back there. And I would like to think that at this point in the season, you're not going to see necessarily the same nerves out of him. Uh, I think that this game, that first game was a learning experience, as he's mentioned this week. 
you just have to hope he doesn't make the same mistakes that he made where he's throwing downfield and he, and he doesn't see that it's double coverage or he's just taking those uh, throws thing that he has to win the game on his own. That was the big downfall of Buffalo in that first matchup before he exited with the concussion. If he can limit his mistakes, I think Buffalo can really do enough to win this game. Yeah, it almost, oh, almost seems like in the last couple of months, he's like, it, like that was obviously a big game uh, with two undefeated teams early in the season, but it seems like he's kind of grown to be comfortable on that big stage with what we've seen both last week and that Dallas game. So interested to see what, uh, with another national nationally televised game this week, obviously with a chance at the division still still on the table. I'm interested to see uh, how he looks. Yeah, w- without a doubt. And like you said, this team has already shown that the stage is not too big for them. Uh, Thanksgiving, Sunday night. So that's really positive, uh, a really positive step for this team because, yeah, there's a lot of veteran talent across the board in just about every position. But this is still a very young team at a lot of the key spots. So to go on that national stage now be 2-0 and win two games that – uh, you know, I, I think that they were must-win games. The Dallas game was to prove that they were a legitimate playoff contender, and obviously uh, that Sunday night football game, you wanted to see the Bills win and clinch a playoff spot right there. You didn't want that uh, hang over their heads with this Patriots game, and then heading into the Week 17 against the Jets at home, you wanted to see could this team, you know, seal the deal with two weeks to go, and, and they passed. So they passed two big tests this year already. Uh, I think that's huge for such a young team at, at so many key spots. No doubt. A lot of variables coming into play. Obviously, the season's been, honestly, an awesome whirlwind, a great roller coaster to ride on. And I want to talk about that. It's because being a Bills fan for the last 20 years, I mean, they've been all over the place. Just And that's just talking about my memory. Obviously, I can't remember from when I was, you know, in my childhood. But with that said, it seems like, you know, you had your Travis Henry and then your Willis McGahee and your Marshawn Lynch and you had your Stevie Johnsons and you had your Lee Evans, but there was never like a consistent, you knew what was going to happen with the bills on game. day. I mean, yeah, you knew Chan Gailey's team was going to be a little bit more skewed to the offense. You knew Malarkey was going to be a little bit more skewed towards the, con- or I'm sorry. You knew Marone was going to be skewed towards a little bit more conservative game plan. But this Bills team this year, it seems like you could almost depend on what's going to happen. If they're running up against a quarterback that's not playing great, not playing elite, then that matchup's in their favor. And on the offensive side of the ball, when you have Devin Singletary running, you can complement that with Dawson Knox, Cole Beasley, and of course, John Brown. Ryan, I just wanted to ask you, um, do you see this as the most consistent Bills team, arguably in the last 20 years? Yeah, oh, without a doubt. I mean, you could make a case for the Drew Bledsoe Bills. They, they had a lot of talent there uh, on both sides of the ball. But at the, at the same time, when, when they needed that win to get into the playoffs, they, they couldn't get it done. Um, so, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, and a lot of that goes to the coaching. Uh, you know, Leslie Frazier's been here with Sean McDermott from the get-go. Uh, Brian Dibble's in his second season here. So he has some consistency with the coaching staff. That's huge for a team. Uh, obviously consistency across the board as well. You know, Josh Allen in his first full season is starter here, uh, but you have a lot of consistency on the defensive side of the ball, especially, which is why they've been so dominant this year. You know, the offense, they're still a work in progress. Uh, that side of the ball needs some more of that uh, going forward, which you're going to see, obviously. But defense, you know, the defensive line, you, you have a lot of the same guys there. The linebacker core, you knew it was going to come back this year for the starting 
the starting three. And then obviously in the secondary as well, they had such a, a strong secondary, even last year, you knew that they were going to be in shape there. So a lot of consistency on defense, coaching staff, you're starting to see the offense grow a little bit. There's still a work in progress. There's still a lot of uh, room for improvement there, but that's huge for this team. You need that across the board, and you're finally seeing that in Buffalo where we've had a lot of turnover at quarterback and coaching staffs, uh, you name it, over these last 20 years, and that has hurt uh, in terms of the consistency for the Bills. Yeah, Ryan, speaking of the coaching staff, looking at that Pittsburgh game, how about the, you know, paying attention to the nuances and being prepared for a big moment like like the renegade moment in the fourth quarter? I mean, just how unbelievable was that? Just having a blast of that practice all week. Yeah, I, it's the little things like that that impress you with this coaching staff. They knew what to expect. They knew it was going to happen. Uh, and they were, not only were they ready for it, they were celebrating it on the sidelines. You saw just Matt going Barkley nuts. swinging the coat. You saw the defensive players really getting into it. Uh, Ed Oliver really on rhythm with the song as he was dancing there with Jordan Phillips, Jerry Hughes playing the air guitar, uh, you name it. They were, they were ready for it. They were excited about it, and obviously the Bills' offense responded with a, a scoring drive, a game-winning scoring drive nonetheless to, to seal that game. So it, it, it's those little details that you know that the Bills are, are ready for, and that's just, uh, you know, you have to give Sean McDermott and that coaching staff a, a tip of the cap. I think my favorite moment from that, which I haven't seen a video of it yet, but Sha- Shaq and uh, Dion were basically on the field like only a few yards away from Joe Hayden, who was like visibly upset that the Bills were getting so fired up. Like he was like, this is our song. Like but you could tell he was just giving it back to him. And it was just just an incredible moment. And then obviously the very first play, just the bomb right in their face. It was just perfect. Oh, if there were, without a doubt, you know, and it may have thrown Hayden and the, and the Steelers off because, like you said, that's their song. That's the song that the crowd really gets into, and the Bills didn't let it phase them whatsoever. No doubt about it. They took their enemy's weapon and used it against them. Shout out Sun Tzu's Art of War. Um, definitely one of the biggest takeaways, obviously, was that whole Renegade episode. Besides that, obviously, going back to the Sunday night football game before we start looking ahead at the Patriots again here, what was your biggest takeaway from the game besides, you know, the renegade uh, coaching move, Ryan? Well, you know, I I touched upon it earlier that the moment wasn't too big for them. Uh, We've seen this a lot where the Bills have have gone gone into a high stakes game and they've crumbled under the pressure or they just haven't performed or they, you know, they've struggled on whatever side of the ball it would it would be. That's one thing. And then also, you know, individually, I would say that this that was the, the Trey White game where he, he finally got that uh, national audience where he could show that he belongs in the discussion for the elite cornerbacks in this league. Probably something that he didn't get the attention that he deserved because he's playing in Buffalo. Buffalo really didn't have a lot of uh, primetime games. They don't get a lot of attention put on them. So, you know, in terms of a, a player aspect, I was really happy for Trey White that he was able to. Uh, show just how great he was on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, and really uh, really good sign that the guys who step up on that big stage, if you just look at their ages, it's like the Trey Whites, Shaq, uh, Ed Oliver, and obviously Allen. I mean, just really, really positive sign if you're looking ahead uh, even past this season for the team. Oh, without a doubt. Jordan Phillips, I know that he, you know, he'll be a free agent in the offseason. He he had another big game, a, a huge sack when yep. Pittsburgh had no timeouts, two sacks total in the game. But that second sack especially, 
uh, coming at a time where it kind of made uh, Pittsburgh have to uh, hurry up, get the ball out quick, which led to another turnover, which uh, ultimately helped the Bills seal that game. No doubt about it. Shaq making big plays, defense making plays all over the board. Speaking of making plays, the team gets back. They arrive at prior area aviation. The place is a mob scene. It's more crowded than Chippewa on a Saturday night. And all of a sudden, the next day, we've got a selfie in the Albright Knox Art Museum. All of a sudden, Buffalo has rediscovered what true art is. I mean, what is the scene going to be this weekend? Hypothetically, before we get into the true analysis, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look from afar. What's the scene going to be like this Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday, if the Bills can take care of business, pull off this upset in Foxborough, and establish a little superiority over the Patriots? My God. My God. <laughs> you, you, you'll see so many. You'll see even more people at uh, prior aviation, as you mentioned. Uh, you, you know, it, it would be a madhouse because then all of a sudden the AFC East crown is, is going to be decided in week 17. And mind you, the Patriots should be able to handle the business against the Dolphins. But that would just be so big for the, the Bills to uh, not only be in contention for the AFC East title, but to finally, you know, slay the dragon, so to speak, to, to take out. Uh, a Patriots team that has been a thorn in their side for so many years. And yeah, the, the Patriots are obviously still playoff bound. They're still likely to win the AFC East, but a, a lot of people, I think it, it would kind of be almost like a, a changing of the guard, so to speak, where you could say, okay, this Buffalo team is, is legit. They, they went on the road, they beat the Patriots. Uh, this is a team that has young talent across the board, where you look at the Patriots, they're really struggling, especially on the offensive side of the ball, obviously this year. Uh, it's kind of like one of those, they might not win the East this year, but 2020, look out. The, the Bills are maybe the favorites to win the division going forward uh, in 2020 and beyond because they could win in there. They beat the Patriots if this were to happen. So the, the fans would be hyped up. Prior aviation would be jam-packed with the Bills fans waiting for the Bills to return home. And, you know, what, what a great move by the Albright Knox. Uh, you think of Buffalo, that's not one of the first things that come to mind. I enjoy my time when, I, when I've when i been there before, but it's not one of the first things. So they got a lot of national attention from that move as well. So a uh, great P- PR move on their part. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, that whole scene, though, they were running out of parking. Like, And you add in the fact that this week is a Saturday instead of a Sunday. And like you alluded to, like the division on the line with Fitzmagic, with Fitzmagic on the table uh, going into week 17, it would just be complete insanity. Oh, without a doubt. You know, uh, it, it would be bigger than last week's game. It would I don't know if it would be bigger than 2017 getting the playoffs because that ended the drought. That was huge yeah. for the Bills and their fans. But it, it, it would definitely be bigger than even last week's win that clinched them a playoff spot. People would be headed uh, to uh, Yangs and Pharaohs instead of Rec Room. <laughs> I think so. I'd say, to be honest, just looking at that, I'd say 2017 when they made the playoffs was like being strapped to a rocket. Like you didn't know it was about to happen. And then all of a sudden you were just blasting off into the playoffs in Jacksonville. To me, this season's kind of been more like climbing a mountain. You have the first couple matchups against New York, like Jets and Giants. You take care of business there. The Bengals, yada, yada. Then you have the setback against New England. People say you can't beat a good team. You win on the road, Tennessee. Then it's you can't get a style win. There was like a month where people were all obsessed about style wins because they were playing bad teams at home. But over this last four to five weeks, we've started to reach that peak. We've started to finally get towards the top of that mountain. And honestly, it's going to be an experience that a lot of us Bills fans aren't going to soon forget. 
Um, yeah, well, now, without a doubt. Sorry. Oh, no doubt about it. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. So now one thing before we get into the actual analysis, the matchups, everything like that, this is a little bit of a catch-22. You've got national analysts picking the Bills to win at Foxborough. And not just one out of like a 15-member panel. You've got a significant, you know, coalition of analysts saying that, hey, this isn't the same Patriots team that we've seen year after year, just like it isn't the same Bills team that we've seen year after year. The one big point, um, so last week I think the Patriots were up like three at halftime or something on Cincinnati. The four games before that, Philadelphia, Dallas, Houston, and Kansas City, all one-score games. So they're not blowing anyone out. They're not getting anyone blown out. This is going to be an absolute dogfight in Foxborough. But we've got some fans that are honestly more worried that we're being predicted to win because they think that'll give Belichick and co. bulletin board material. Where, where do you fall in on that, RT? Well, I don't think it gives them bulletin board material necessarily. There was someone else this week, too, saying that uh, Trey White getting defensive player of the week would give the Patriots bulletin board material. I saw that. I argued, you know, the Bills had absolutely no say in who won it or how it was awarded. How would that really be bulletin board material? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just think that uh, Belichick goes about his business the same way week in, week out. He's always very complimentary of his opponent, regardless of how good or bad they are. Uh, I just think he has a system in place where maybe he doesn't need that. Uh, I like that the Bills use that sometimes. You know, we, we've heard stories about tweets that have been put up on the video boards at uh, one one Bills drive and, and things like that. So for some teams, I think it works. For others, it doesn't. I, I just think that uh, National Anna's picking the Bills, you know, I, I'm not sure we're there yet. We've seen them play some really good defenses, like that Ravens defense. They hung in the game. They had a chance to tie it up late. They, they fell a little bit short. So I'm not sure if the Bills are there yet in terms of, of deserving a, a lot of national media people picking them in this game. But I think it also goes back to how much the Patriots have struggled in these last four to five weeks as well. Uh, the offense is not the offense that the Bills fans have grown accustomed to seeing from New England over these last uh, over the last decade plus where Brady would, would just be able to dominate you week in, week out because uh, of the talent that he had, the talent that he had around him. That's just not where they are now. Father time, it, it seems like, has finally caught up with Tom Brady. Uh, Brady's dealing with maybe with some kind of elbow injury. The, the talent around him isn't as great at the skill positions. Whatever the case may be, the, the Bills have that defense that can match up well with them. This is a huge game because if they do win this game, all of a sudden, you know, you're going to get a lot of those national analysts picking the Bills in the playoffs, too, in that first round. So yep. I, I'm, you're, you're happy to see it, but at the same time, you also know that those analysts will, will kind of uh, shy away from them if the Bills do lose this game because – this is the statement game that they really need to uh, win if they want to prove that they can make a, a deep run in the playoffs this year. How about how about the fo- the folks over at uh, Good Morning Football? They're basically the Bills like fan club. They've been I feel like they've been that way since like July. Yeah, they've been huge. Uh, Adam Shine has been a big Bills guy all off season, going all the way back to somewhere maybe March or even before that, where he predicted they'd be in the playoffs. Um, you know, Pete Prisco, he kind of jumps back and forth a little bit. He, I think he did pick Pittsburgh on Sunday football, but he, he's been on the Bills bandwagon a lot this year. He was the one that said that they'd win the division next year. Uh, so th- there have been some national people that have been with the Bills all the way from the get-go, and they deserve that pat on the back, uh, whereas a lot of others are still skeptical or were skeptical, and they still have trouble giving the Bills their due. So 
Yeah, big time credit to Good Morning Football and a lot of those other outlets that uh, have said all along that the Bills could make some noise this year. You'll you love to see it. You also love to see Trey White. I, I know you mentioned it. Win AFC Defensive Player of the Week over Gilmore. And that upset seemed to upset a lot of the uh, the Patriots fans on Twitter. I mean, I know Gilmore took that one to the house, but I think it was just the moment that Trey's interception, the second one happened in. Like, I mean, that swung the whole game. It looks like the Bills might have been in trouble, and then all of a sudden you get the big interception. So that was awesome. Yeah. And, and you know, it was against the Bengals again for Gilmore. And, and at the same time, too, the score was getting a little out of hand at, at that point. So you knew that they were going to be one-dimensional. You knew they had a throw. Uh, Trey White's first interception came so early in the game that you didn't know what the team was going to do. Obviously, his second interception, you had the idea that the Steelers were going to try to throw a little bit on the Bills. Uh, but th- they weren't one-dimensional at that point, kind of where the Bengals were in that game. So there's a lot of little things you can look at. You know, Gilmore is one of, if not the best cornerback in the game. I would like to think that not being picked for a weekly award wouldn't phase him, but you never know how individual players react to things like that. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I think to those guys, it's like a friend beating you in Madden. I mean, you know what I mean? They're all competing for the same thing. And it's a great point. The Bengals was kind of a blowout for the Patriots, whereas the uh, Trey White picks came in a crucial situation for both of them. So Definitely may have played a bigger role in the ultimate outcome of that game. Um, so we've been talking about it, and you kind of alluded to it there, Ryan. Like, people are seeing a lot of chinks in the Patriots' armor here. Um, ultimately, are we going to see, like, a fired-up Tom Brady? A lot of people have been kind of speculating. It sounds ridiculous that he's been waiting to hit the gas. Like, he's kind of waiting to hit the gas for the playoffs and everything like that. I mean, are we going to see the same Tom Brady that I saw struggle in uh, New Era Field earlier this season. I mean, I think he got away with about three or four intentional groundings, to be honest. Yeah, you, you know, I, I don't think he can just press on the gas when he wants to anymore, so to speak. I, I just don't think he can do that at this point in his career. I think that every now and then he can make some big-time throws. I think that he still is smart with the ball. He knows where he wants to go. Uh, but I also think he, he's kind of relying on what he's expecting to see, maybe being more of a one-read guy. Uh, he, he missed, uh, oh, I can't remember who it was now, but he missed someone out. Maybe it was white out of the backfield last game where he had him wide open and he was just, he was just so focused on getting the ball to Edelman and it went incomplete where maybe he wasn't scanning the field like he used to. Uh, I think you are going to see a stat line closer to what you saw at new era field where maybe, maybe he completes a little bit more than, you know, 40 some percent. He was 18 to 39 in that game, 150 on the dot with an interception. So, I, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to be through for a touchdown pass. Um, but I, I think the interception is a possibility. I think that 50, 55% completion percentage isn't out of the realm of possibility. He, he's just not the same quarterback that he was two or three years ago, even last year. And like I said, it's age catching up to him. It's the possible elbow injury that he might be dealing with. Uh, with. It's the lack of talent around him at the skill positions, you know. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, that was a big loss for this Patriots team. They obviously haven't found any kind of a long-term answer at tight end. Uh, wide receiver, it's Julian Edelman. I, I know they drafted uh, Harry early on in the draft, but it, it's pretty much Edelman and a lot of unknowns still and, until Harry kind of uh, really proves himself. And he's made some good plays here in the last uh, since being activated, but it's still you, you don't know what you're going to get out of him and these other younger receivers that they have in New England. I wanted to ask you about 
Nikhil Harry. Do you think? Do you see him making an impact this week? He didn't. He was uh, uh, he was injured the first game. He didn't come back obviously till the second half of the season. So, like you said, he's been making some plays lately, catching some touchdowns. Are you are you worried about him as a potential threat, especially down in the red zone? Yeah, I could see that. You would like to think that in that situation, maybe if they, they're playing man, you, you put white on him because you're going to have Edelman over the middle. And, and, you know, I'm sure they can come up with some kind of uh, play to try to divert uh, Brady from going to the middle of the field. But yeah, in, in the red zone, I think that's a concern there. I think that the Patriots are going to try to maybe line him up in, in winnable situations. You put him against a Levi Wallace some, in some situations. That could be a nightmare scenario because of the size difference. Um, so there are some situations where I think that he could be an X factor for the Patriots on Saturday. Oh, geez. Keep your, keep your X factors on NBC because this game is going to be on WKBW channel seven locally in Buffalo. Now, speaking of channels where we might be able to gain an advantage, obviously you've talked about some of the matchups, RT, but we alluded to it at the beginning of the show. McDermott had an ace in the hole last week. He knew that when Renegade hit, his team was going to be ready. He prepped them all week for it. So in that light and, you know, kind of in a humorous light of that, is there anything, you know, a renegade angle or anything that we could work for this game for the Buffalo Bills to get a little advantage when they go to circle those wagons in Foxborough? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if there's any any kind of renegade moment, so to speak. I don't know if there's going to be a song that they've been uh, ready for or practicing for. Obviously, you hope it's not uh, – that Bon Jovi song that they play after they score a touchdown, because that would be, that would be foreshadowing New England being able to score on Buffalo. Uh, so I, I'm sure that they, they looked at the little, little things that uh, New England does and they'll be ready for them. They'll try to counter it the best they can. Uh, I, I just think that the bills need to come out on this again, another big national stage type game. And it's just such a good opportunity for them to prove that they are for real, that this is a team that's going to possibly uh, be the team that takes over the division from the Patriots as early as next year. So I, I'm not sure they have a renegade moment, so to speak, but boy, this, this is just such a, a big opportunity for the Bills to once again prove themselves on, on such a big stage. Yeah, I mean, Gillette, who knows what, like, voodoo stuff they do there. I mean, they got to do something <laughs> weird with, like, the wind or something. Like, like they, the, that's the only way they've, like they they never lose to AFC teams when they're playing in that stadium. It's just really weird. I, they do have their own crowd assist, I believe. Maniac instead of the train horn, it's like the Bruins goal horn or something on third down. So, oh yeah, cra- I've definitely heard that Bruins goal horn. Damn maybe it, they've been cranking that all week. Probably been cranking that. Um, yeah, I mean that, it's tough to go into the razor and get an advantage, but you know what? I've been talking with my squad of interns, and we've come up with a plan. We are gonna go to Gillette Stadium tomorrow morning and take all the gunpowder away from the from the Patriots. So at maybe you score, but you're not going to get that, you know, fire off salute. And what, how are they going to act when things don't go exactly according to plan in New England? Something tells me they'll sit on the ground and whine like they always do. Speaking of making the Patriots sit on the ground and whine, RT, what is the biggest matchup that you see on paper, on film, through the stats, through the advanced analytics, that these Buffalo Bills can take advantage of when they face the Patriots on Saturday? Well, you know, I think that Brady's holding the ball a little bit longer than he used to. I think the offensive line in New England still a bit of a, uh, a mess. The one thing I want to see is Ed Oliver, actually, against that uh, offensive line in New England. 
because he, he has really uh, flashed and stepped up. And I know Jordan Phillips, obviously, is well in the middle there. But I, I think Ed Oliver can be a real disruptor and, and force Brady to get the ball out uh, faster than he'd like to. And that could lead to uh, a pass that could get intercepted. Or maybe you get a few timely sacks from Oliver and company. That's one big matchup. And, and we've already said the other on the other side of the ball, Devin Singletary. Singletary did not play in that week four game. We have seen him turn nothing into something where it looks like he's going to get stopped in the backfield and it ends up being a three to four yard gain or a, a two to three yard gain turns into a six or seven yard gain. He just has that knack for, for doing that something additional to really uh, put Buffalo in a good spot where, you know, you know, you'd expect it to go for a loss or you expect it to be a negative play. So as long as he can protect the ball, because you know, the Patriots are going to try to, uh, do what the, the the Steelers did last week and force those fumbles and try to maybe get into Singletary's head that he has some kind of fumbling issue. So if he can protect the ball, I really think that he can be a big factor for this offense as well. So for any matchup that you like specifically on Saturday? I completely uh, love that at Ad- Oliver uh, pick. I mean, when, when the D-line's cooking, like we've seen it, I'm kind of turn it up the last month. They're causing the turnovers. They're helping us. I mean, the defense was good before that, but now that they're actually getting turnovers and giving Allen a short field, it's just been huge. Um, And we saw the game in 2014. I know Brady only played the first half um, when Kyle Orton went in and went into retirement with a win in Gillette, but the D-line was a massive factor that first half and getting to Brady and really just completely shutting him down. I think Jerry Hughes had a monster game. So, yeah, the D-line – Anyone on that D-line is going to be my pick against uh, that Patriots O-line. No doubt. I think Jerry Hughes, Ed Oliver, even Trent Murphy, if he's feeling good, going to be ready to eat tomorrow. Yep. And I think that's if you get the cowboy as- hat on Trent Murphy again. Oh, yeah. We need, the, we need the Trent Murphy cowboy hat swag, no doubt about it. But here's the thing. I think that those guys are going to have a day, but I think Brady's going to gonna be getting the bread of the ball quickly. Here's the, here's the issue for Brady, okay? Is that over since 2017, when he's played these bills, there's been one player on the other side of the ball who has just terrorized him, dominated him every way, made him made him a bug, a bug under his boot. He's that Gary to Tom Brady's ash. And I'm talking about Jordan Poyer. Five games. He's faced Tom Brady. He's got two picks. Something tells me that's way above the standard average for a DB. This is a guy. Paired up with his, you know, his partner, Micah Hyde, who got a pick earlier this year when they played. I think that they're going to terrorize Brady, make him con- very rarely confused, and take advantage of it with that ad- advanced D-line play that you guys alluded to. So we've broken down the matchups. Everything uh, seems to be optimistic. Uh, the only thing that I'm doubtful about, now that you mentioned, uh, now that you spoke he who shall not be named, R. Talbot, uh, is that Bon Jovi is going to be in the owner's box tomorrow. I was thinking about that. Isn't he typically in uh, Kraft's owner's box? You know, he is there a lot. But wouldn't that also be sweet to have the Pagulas and the Bills get that win, having uh, Bon Jovi with the enemy, so to speak, and, and the other press box? Uh, or the owner's suite, I should say. That would just be beautiful. If it was like the Thanksgiving game, too, where they, they pan from Jerry Jones, just disgusted, over to uh, Brandon Bean and Pagulas just going nuts. Oh, that would be sweet. Yeah, am I crazy? Just before we get into the predictions here, or do they never? I mean, maybe it's just because the Patriots are always doing so well, but I feel like they always have the angry Jerry Jones shot ready to go. 
I've never seen like an upset Robert Kraft or even a frustrated Robert Kraft. He's always like doing a light clap and shaking hands. Yeah, he, he usually seems pretty relaxed uh, when they when they show him on screen. He's not like Jerry Jones where he gets overly emotional or where he'll uh, walk out of the, the owner's suite or anything like that. So maybe this will be the game. He's always got that same damn light blue shirt with the pink tie. Just in me for no he reason. He loves those those palettes. The you know the light blue, the, like the spring colors. Very yep. Andy Bernard with his colors for sure. All right, and with that said, Bills, Pats, it's time for the nitty-gritty. RT, we will let you kick it off. What is going to happen in New England Saturday, 4.30 kickoff, WKBW? What's going to go down? You know, I I don't want to jinx Buffalo, but I I do feel like they have a really good shot at winning this game. Uh, I've already mentioned on offense, I think Singletary is A1 in terms of your key to winning the game, getting him the ball, utilizing him not only as a runner but as a receiver. But two, getting Cole Beasley the ball. Uh, Jonathan Jones unlikely to play uh, against the Bills or out, I should say, against the Bills. And and that gives you a a great matchup there for Beasley. Feed him the ball. Let him do his work uh, in the middle of the field. Move the ball. Move the chains. The big thing for the Bills, though, is they have to score touchdowns. I know that the Patriots offense isn't what it used to be. But you don't want this to go down to a 12-9, to a 9-6 type game. If they can put up some touchdowns early and make the New England Patriots one-dimensional, that would be huge. So, uh, you know, I, I hope I'm not jinxing them for the Bills Mafia's sake, but I have the Bills winning this game. Uh, I have them winning it 20-13. to 13. All right, I hate to be the negative one. I feel like someone had to do it, but... Damn it, um, Topher. I think the offenses of both sides kind of surprise people. Um, I think a lot of people are expecting, obviously, a defensive stalemate. But I think Ryan mentioned Singletary. I think he can be a, a big factor with the Bills getting points. And I think Brady has a bit of, I, I don't know if he plays great, but maybe a little bit of a bounce back game where maybe he tosses a couple touchdowns. Um, you know, may, maybe a bounce back. And after the last handful of weeks, that like, he's been looking pretty sloppy. But I'm going to go... 24 to 20 New England, um, which you know what would be fine. You know, it, it's completely fine. Bring on the Jets with, you know, all the backups, Barkley under center, onto onto Houston or whoever it is in the first round. Okay. Keeping your head out of the muck. I like it, Topher. Uh, you know, it's tough to pick the Bills every week, even though I have been picking them every week and they've been making me look good. It's a pretty good record. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think you do have a point over. I think relatively the Patriots offense gets back on track. I think that that first 15 minutes, that first quarter is really going to tell us everything. If the Patriots come out and they're just driving the ball down our throats, James White checkdowns, Rex Burkhead draws, et cetera, et cetera, it could be a long day. But I just don't see that happening. I do see New England scoring early. I do see the Bills offense struggling. So my hot take, I guess, for this game would be I I have the Bills offense scoring one touchdown in this game. But I think that we are going to get I've I've been the biggest Andre Roberts hater all season. I know that he's responsible on special teams, but it bothers me when he runs, kicks out of the end zone and we end up at the 22. But I think finally we get some. ROI on the Andre Roberts investment. I think somewhere between the second and early fourth quarter, 
he makes a huge special teams play. I don't. I, I hate to say. I think he returns one for a touchdown, a punt return. So I think that he gets us a punt return. I think the Bills' offense scores one touchdown. I think we supplement that with three Stephen Hauschka field goals. So even though we're not getting the touchdowns, Tal, but we're taking care of business. And the Patriots actually score late to make it a closer game than it was. Bills win 23-21. And this place, this region, wow. will just have no idea how to act. The Bills I special, think that's fair. Bills special teams get some back for that blocked punt in week four. I love yeah, it. a little, little taste of their own medicine, as we speak. And that's not, there's nothing more I would rather give to Belichick. Folks, thank you very much for tuning in. Appreciate you as listening. As always, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud's, SoundCloud, iTunes, et cetera, et cetera, Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure you give RT a follow at Ryan Talbot Bills on Twitter, and he's also a huge presence on Facebook. He's all over in those Bills Mafia groups. So, RT, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks again for having me on, guys. For my co-host, Topher, for Ryan Talbot, this has been the Crowd Assist Podcast, sponsored by Picasso's Pizza. Let's beat the Patriots, and as always, you know it's three little words. Let's go Bills. Folks, we are not done yet. When you need analysis on football, you bring in a Manning. And that's exactly what we've done. We've got Nick Manning all the way from England, up north in Canada, a.k.a. at UK Bills backers, one of the most passion-filled, revved-up Bills fans I've ever met. Nick, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing very well, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm resting, ready to rev up tomorrow for a big, uh, a big win. I can feel that it's coming. You're ready to rev us up. And I'll tell you what, you already got us revved up last week with your pregame preview there on NBC. I think he really summed up the passion of the fans and really the experience that this 2019 season has been so far. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a strange experience for, for Bills fans like me who've been around a crazy amount of losing. Uh, all that winning um, 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago, is, uh, feels like a distant memory. So it's felt like... Uh, putting on a new suit this year and uh, it's felt very different something uh, something we've not experienced but I could get used to it as, as each week has gone by I kind of say to myself ah, I could get used to this feeling I could get used to this feeling give me more well I'll tell you what you that might be you and me both because I'm definitely used to winning but I don't know if I could take every game being important but it's definitely something I've got to get ready for as a fan and we all do You've treated every game with a tremendous amount of importance, whether it was when we met back uh, before the Miami game and you were talking about defending our dirt against a lower opponent. What do the Bills have to do to finally, you know, take the sword to the dragon, to finally climb this mountain and deal the Patriots a big loss this Saturday? I think we've got to do the things that the Patriots give us. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a Patriots fan, and he said the word around Patriots Nation is for the first time in a long time, they are scared of an opponent. And that's where I want to be. I want the Patriots to be scared of us. I think we've got to attack them on the edges. They've been killed by wheel routes. Let's see Devin Singletary, Isaiah McKenzie, uh, uh, Foster, all those guys um, hitting the edges. Like, let's let's expose this defense and do something. Like, Make sure that we're not putting Josh in situations that he needs to do it all again. We know they're going to blitz him. We know that they're going to put him under pressure. Let's find ways to expose that pressure. 
and and take it to them a little bit. I think our defense is going to shut down this Patriots team. I have no complaints about how how our defense played the last game out. I just need the offense to turn it up. And I think they've learned a lot this year. I think they're ready to attack this Patriots team. And this this is a team that is there for the taking like it has never been before. Let's go and take it. I think we can do it. I want to taste what it's like to be a division winner again. That may be a stretch for this year, but I'm so ready for that feeling again. Yep. And as far as becoming maybe a favorite in this division, I know Brady's in his twilight years. This could be the beginning of the end for these Patriots. Now, you said, obviously, what the Bills need to do to take care of business on the field Saturday. What can us as Bills fans on a final push for this game day do to make sure that we're right behind our Bills? Well, if you're anything like me, then you have your Bills underwear laid out tomorrow. Always wear the same the same underwear on game day. That's my key. Uh, I'm sure many other people are like it. I've got my Bills socks ready. Um, and uh, let's leave the rest of the underwear to uh, everybody's imagination, hey? Hey, let's go. I love it. And, you know, I think there's no bigger key to victory than consistency. And wearing the same underwear every game day, you're just doing your part of that, Nick. Nick exactly thank right. You, thank you very much for joining us. And as always, you know, it's go, Bills. Let's go, Bills. Bills.